I'm Alicia Dixon and you're listening to Where It's At, a brand new podcast all about midi life milestones brought to you by online styling service Stitch Fix. Our first episode is called We Should Do Drinks Soon, something I'm sure you're all guilty of saying but not always meaning. We'll be chatting friends, frenemies and foes with Brit Award winning member of S Club 7, fashionista, foodie and mum of two, Rachel Stevens. That was a nice, nice intro, intro thank you. Lovely to see oh, you. you too. And she'll be joined by the UK's number one parenting vlogger, best-selling author and mum of two gorgeous girls, it's YouTube sensation, the lovely Louise Pentland. Thank you, that was very nice. You've got to love an intro, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'd like someone ego. to walk around with me <laughs> just right? every day and then introduce me to people in that way. Yeah. Just or just hold like, a card up. Yeah. That would be nice. That would be nice. Exactly. Well, thank you for joining me. Oh, Thanks for We're having us. We're going to get you. straight into the questions. Okay, so have you become more or less sociable with age? I ebb and flow. So at the moment, I'm having a sociable season. I think it's to do with the weather. Right now, I'm <laughs> yeah. like, yes, I want to come and do things. But then I have like my miserable hag times where I'm like, no, I don't. I just want to be at home. And I say things like the chilled, oh, Darcy's got a parent's evening, so I can't come. <laughs> Kids oh, are great for getting yes, out of things, aren't so they? Good. Pearl's a bit snuffly. I'm sorry. I'd love to come. How old really, are you both, if you don't mind me asking? Me or my children. You? 34. And how old are you now? 41. 41. Okay. You yeah. look cracking. Oh, bless you. <laughs> so yeah, so you would say depending on the weather, depending yeah, on just, your mood. I think sometimes you can overdo it, can't you? You find yourself having a month or two where you're going to so much and doing so much, especially in this slightly crazy industry that we're in. And then after a while you feel a bit like I just need some time in my pajamas at home yeah. working from home and you're still yeah. achieving things, but you, you can't go on and on and on and on. You run out of steam eventually. Totally. And making arrangements is always seems like a great idea and then you you Days are so crazy busy now, aren't they? And by the time you get home, you're like, oh my God, you just got to, you know, so, but yeah, summer's definitely much easier, isn't it? When the nights are, when the Would you say you're more sociable or less sociable now then at this point in your life? Um, I think it's changed over the yeah. years, but um, probably less sociable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love socialising, but um, yeah, definitely it just changes. There's a different kind of socialising, isn't it, as you get older? I think it's about the quality of the socialising now. It's like if I'm exactly. going to make the effort to go out, then it has to be for something special or a really special occasion. Not like back in the day when I was in my 20s and it was like rare to see me in. Do you find now as mothers, you, uh, this is something I never do with people. I never hang out People that say we should hang out. I think, what a luxury. What do you yeah. mean? I'll socialise with you if you're at an event that I'm also at and we can speak to each yeah, other. Yeah, I know what you mean. Or it's if like our children are going to play to... together or there's something happening. But yeah. just coming round and hanging out. Or... I don't bloody think so. <laughs> hanging out. That stops, yeah. I think. I'm past my hanging out days. Me too. Do you hang are you a hanger? Um, I wouldn't say I'm a hanger-outer, no. I much prefer a friend to just say, when are you free, let's get together for dinner. Yeah, yeah, or like you exactly. said, there's an occasion or an event that you're at. I don't particularly love going to events. I never have. Um, I'd much rather just go out and have a nice dinner with my other half oh, or my friends, something same. like that. Yeah. And if it ends up organically going into something else, then great. Totally. But I don't particularly like to plan anymore. Yeah. And I never get that thing of, let's go out for drinks. It's always got to involve food for me. Always. always. I never, ever got that growing That's up. Let's go and have question. a drink. Let's go for drinks and then we'll go to a club. Or, yeah. No, no. It's always got to involve food. Absolutely. I remember the last time I went to a club. In fact, the no. other day, I asked Alexa to play the hokey cokey for my daughter, not just my own enjoyment. And I said to Liam, my sure? partner... 
yeah, I'm positive. And I did a dance and I said, babe, this is what I'd be like in the club. And he was like, <laughs> nobody says, well, did you just say the club? And I was like, I think I, oh, I, I think I it. did. I did say the club. The last time I was, I don't know if you could even call it in a club because I turned please, 40 last club. October. So I, and I wasn't going to have a party. And then I said, you know what? I'm not going to turn 40 and not celebrate it in style. So I just got a really small venue and just invited those nearest and dearest. But I got one of my favourite DJs there, my favourite food, favourite drinks, favourite cake, everything. And I had the best night, but I'd rather do that once every year. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds really extreme. Than going out to a mediocre club every other week. Like, who can be bothered to do that anymore? Not me. I've got to think about the school run. Oh, God. (laughs) And that's what my partner and I do now. Whenever we go out, we're like, right, if we go home now, we might get five, six hours sleep. So This already seems adventurous. So I have to what plan is it with children? My, my children just do not like sleep at all. I mean, they just yeah. do not like sleep. No matter what time they go to bed at night, they're still up at six o'clock in the morning. I know. what They all do that. It doesn't matter, does it? I, I've never known humans that you have to work so hard to encourage a nap. If someone said to me, you can go and have a little sleep, and then yeah. when you wake up, you have a cheese sandwich. I'm like, <laughs> what a day. What time right? to be alive? Okay. Yes. Yes. Thank you. And we'll put a movie on and yeah. snuggle. And yeah. yeah. Do either of you ever, ever feel pressured to socialise by other people? Or do you yes. think, whatever. I've got one friend, one dear friend called Esther, but she's the only friend that gets it. And sometimes she'll ring and say... We call each other beloved, as you do. It's like, beloved, I can't do tonight. I just don't want to. And I'm like, I get it. But other friends, you've got to make the excuses why you don't want to hang out. Hanging out? Who yeah, hangs see, out? I've got a friend like that, actually, who I can just be totally honest with. And I'll just be you like, you know be. what? She's got two kids as well. She's like a, a teacher, busy day, whatever. And she just gets it. So it's yeah. nice when you've, you've got that. What would make you think, do you know what? I'm going to make the effort for this. Um... Well, food, food, <laughs> totally food. Um, but summer evening, so lovely going out and having a glass of wine. Yeah. Good old chit chat. Um, but yeah, company, isn't it? Company, food and wine. Well, don't Happy say days. that because all the people you flaked on now were like, well, I wasn't well, good exactly. enough company. Right? You've got to say something logistical like, I don't like going places where it's hard to park. Like it wasn't you. It was just the, it's, that that's venue it. has no good parking. Yeah. Or that's a bit far for me. Don't make it about the person when, you, when you're flaking. Louise, what's the worst excuse you've ever used? To get out of going somewhere. <laughs> I don't want to tell all my I bet excuses. Been a few. <laughs> right. This is crude, but nobody ever can argue with a stomach upset, can they? <laughs> oh, no. Because what you, you don't say it's about you. You say, I don't want to make you ill. I don't want you to That's have good. diarrhea. Reverse psychology. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking of well, you. I like that. See, I get paranoid though if I say make an illness excuse. I get really paranoid. That you're putting the thought yeah, out, it's going to exactly, come back to you. Exactly. Know, and I'm a bit of a hypochondriac. But so you don't want to say anything big. You don't want to say like, I've got, you know, mumps. You'd say like, oh, I've had a bit yeah. of a bubbly tummy. I use a headache a lot. That's my one. Oh, that's my nice. Go-to. I've learned nice, how to have nice. an indirect answer. So I keep it really generic. Right. So mine is just more like um, something's come up. Yeah. Or there's something personal I've got to deal with. Or, or Yeah, so I'm never over. specific. Is it okay, Louise, though, to use uh, your child <laughs> faking their illness? I don't want to say it in case <laughs> yeah. the friends ever listen, but I have I have used a child and to get to get out to get out of a friend's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say no more. I love it. <laughs> in case she listens. <laughs> Rachel, have you ever felt too old to go out? Um, not too old, just too tired. Yeah. Just mum's. Is that tired. the same thing? <laughs> I think it is. I don't know. Just um 
Yeah, not too old. You're never too old to go out. That's right. right. Never. I never feel too old to go out. I just can't be bothered to go out. Yeah. But that could be the same thing again. I don't know. I, do you know what it is? No, I, I think it's different. When you're younger, I think you're chasing something, even if you're consciously aware of it or not. Yeah. It's like a buzz and I feel like, you know, you, if you, you just want to be out and it's just an energy you give off. And I think the older you get, the more content you are. So you don't feel the need yeah. to be everywhere. It's like, actually, I'm quite content just in my own company with yeah. my partner, my family at home, and that's good enough. Totally. And like you, you said, know? it's the quality going out. It's different. When we were younger, it was going out. You couldn't be home on a Saturday night or a Friday night. You had to be out. Or Tuesday or Wednesday. Or Tuesday or Wednesday. <laughs> and we used to, used to hang out on the street. We literally would meet up at a station and just all hang out. And that's what we did. And But it was so fun because everyone would just be there and we'd just be... I don't know what, we'd just be kind of hanging. hanging out. So when you do make the effort to go out, what would be your go-to outfit? Do you have like a classic look that you always go to that's a winner? My classic look, and don't you find you're always in a, I'm not a great planner, and I think you do have to plan your outfits because it doesn't just happen, you know what I mean? And I'm not because days are so busy or whatever. So my go-to would be a blazer, a cami, and a high-waisted trouser and nice. a heel. That would be my go-to if I'm... Don't know what to wear and I'm in a rush. It's classic. That classic. sounds nice. What about you? Well, I have to be quite careful about what I wear. Otherwise, I end up very, very easily looking like Big Ears from Noddy. You know, when he wears the high-waisted trousers <laughs> and he looks like an egg in trousers. So, so what's your most comfortable look? Skirts and dresses because you can feel a bit more floating those. Um, you have to wear heels at events when you go to work events. And I don't suit a heel because I'm tall anyway. So I just look looming. When you're tall and broad... I mean, it's you two are lucky because you're like very petite ladies, but yeah, I do have to plan all my outfits. Does it make you feel anxious when you're planning your outfit or putting an outfit together or are you quite relaxed about it? It does make me feel anxious, actually. I'd love to be like, no, I just, it is what it is. As they say on Love Island, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, it does. I do fret over it and then spend a lot of time like scrolling online thinking, could that work, could that work, could that work, could that work? Um, so I do plan ahead a little bit with clothes yeah. do you feel anxious Rachel or are you quite chill yeah about? no I do because for me getting dressed is style is such an expression of who you are as a person and I think it's like putting your not your armor on but it's like it makes you feel confident if you feel good in your outfit it makes you feel confident doesn't it yes um so yeah I do and um but I think as you get older you you know your body more and you know what you like and what suits you and I think the key is just to go out and feel comfortable isn't it yeah on a I night think, out yeah. and then you just feel the most confident do you think it's better to dress within your comfort zone or push yourself to try something different I've got a good answer for this go because on. for the longest time I've dressed in my comfort zone which is pastels and florals and kind of 1950s cuts all the time and then recently I've had some jobs where I've had a fantastic stylist and he's brought clothes that I would never ever have considered wearing and when I saw them on the rail I was like oh my god smile but really I don't want to put that on and he says have a go try it on and I've tried it on and I'm like wow I can wear this sort of style I can try this and that and the other and it's really pushed me out of my comfort oh. zone I've started to wear different shapes of clothes I love that, I love that. yeah really so good. I'm really excited about that that's yeah. really yeah. great what about you Rach you, um, do you play it safe because you know what works for you or would you try something slightly out of your comfort zone? I just love clothes. I'm so, so I, I like to experiment. Um, but it's taken me a while to find my style and what I really love because I'm quite eclectic at the same time. So I think I'm quite classic in my style, but I like it with a little bit of an edge to it. Nice. 
I like that. Now, a word that I learnt today, JOMO, joy of missing out. I'd never heard of that before. Would you say you ladies get JOMO or FOMO? FOMO. FOMO. JOMO. I think I'm JOMO too. Yes. (laughs) I never get FOMO. I don't care what's going (laughs) on if I'm not there. I really don't care. (laughs) No. I I love saying no to things as well. I'm like... No, I'm just not going to. No, I don't fancy going. Do you know what? I, I think it's that. important though because it's easy to just say yes or you'll go and try and do everything. You know, we try and do a million things in a day. We try and do everything, don't we? And I think it is quite Less empowering. Is I think so. It's quite empowering to say no and look at your diary for the week and what you've got on because I think you can spread yourself thin. I tell you the one thing I get Jomo for, um, and again, I hope that nobody I know is listening to this, but I hope that this this episode does very well for you, obviously, and lots of people are listening, but no one that I know personally. So I have shared custody of my elder daughter, Darcy, with her dad, and nothing brings me more pleasure than when the, the birthday party invite from a classmate comes through when it's on his weekend. I'm like, yes! I don't have to take you to a kid's birthday and sit in soft play oh, for two hours. That is joy. Jomo for those. Especially when there's one every weekend. Yeah, she's more popular right? than I am. Right? Yeah. <laughs> they have better social lives than us. So, Rachel, do you prefer hosting or being hosted? It changes, but I think overall probably being hosted. I like to sit and just chill of an evening with my glass of wine. and But I'm always, like, helping clearing up and helping, like, you know. You've had to add that on there because you've just said hosted. <laughs> yeah. You've just said, I don't no, want to come true. I'm served. a helper. I can't, I actually can't just sit and <laughs> I have to help. But, yeah, no, definitely hosted. What about you, Louise? Um, I like to host, not because I'm generous, but because I am a control freak. And I like to control every element of the room, like the, the, the volume and the temperature. And I can't bear it when you go to someone else's house and you're too warm and you don't know where the toilet is and you quite like a drink, but you don't want to ask. Um, so the, yeah, I've made myself sound really cool there. But I like to host, yes. I like you. to host when it's family. Because I like yes. it to be in my house mm. and yes. kind of just how I like things. But if it's friends, I prefer to be hosted just go to their house and let them have to deal with yeah, the cooking the situation. The washing up or, and the clearing up. Yeah, it's much nicer, yeah. isn't it? And also but, multitasking as well, trying to chat and clear up. And I know. You know? I know. Or just all go to restaurants and you don't have to do anything. Exactly. If you do host, what sort of things do you like to cook? Oh, well, I can't cook anything. Oh? Um, I once set a bag of popcorn on fire <laughs> in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> Don't easily cook. done. It is easily is it? done. I think so. It is. You don't think it's going to set on actual fire. You think, oh, that's smoking. But actually, it's a small fire in there. Oh, my God. And your Brilliant. microwave is ruined forever. I had to get a new one after that. Do you like to cook, Rach? Uh, no, I'm also not a you were decanter. great in the kitchen. However, I'm a decanter. I'm very good at that. <laughs> but um, my stint on MasterChef, which was like, I, can't, I still can't believe I did that, um, my speciality dish was salmon in wasabi with pistachio crust. Wow! And, um, that was so. That's that will be my go-to because it looks quite impressive, I think. But it's quite easy. It's always good to have one dish that you yeah, can pull, you out, can the pull out the bag. Exactly. It's, love that. Right, we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back talking about friendship groups, toxic friends, and how having kids can affect your relationships with those that don't. Who's guilty of making plans but secretly hoping they'll cancel last minute so you can kick back and relax instead? I know I am. We all do it, but a great outfit that makes you feel extra fabulous can sometimes be the push out the door you need. Get yourself over to stitchfix.co.uk to book your personalised fix. All you need to do is complete a style profile, then let their pro stylists do the rest to help you look and feel your best. 
Welcome back to Where It's At with me, Alicia Dixon. I'm here with Louise Pentland and Rachel Stevens, and we're talking friends, frenemies and foes. Rachel, would you say your friendship group has got bigger or smaller with age? Definitely smaller. Definitely smaller. Um, I've always had quite... Well, I've got different groups of friends. Um, And obviously I've inherited all of Alex's, my husband's friends, who I get on really, really well with. Um, But yeah, I would definitely say smaller over the years. What about you, Louise? I I think I'm going to say it stayed the exact same, but... That doesn't. That means that some have dropped off and new ones have come. I think when you become a mum, you make mum friends, whether your children go to school or nursery, etc. Um, so the friends I might have lost, sort of in my twenties, who our lives just don't mesh anymore, I've gained in mummy friends. But would you say the mummy friends that you meet from your from, through your children have become genuine friends, or is it more circumstantial and you just get together when the kids are together? Or would you actually make plans uh, together outside of the children? Bit of both. Some are the mums that I just enjoy to say hello to at the school gates and have a bit of a chit-chat with. But then there's some who I would spend time with sans children. Um, I've been on holiday with one of them. Um, oh, lovely. Yeah. That's so nice. Yeah. I'm actually quite the same. I've met... Um, there's a few lovely mums. They're all lovely mums, actually. A really nice group of mums. They, they, they're very good at organising big, big social events where once in a while we'll all go out. Get together. Have you got the WhatsApp? WhatsApp? Oh my god! Oh god! I've had to come out of the WhatsApp group. Nothing brings me more anxiety than that school WhatsApp group. Every day, every day, a thousand messages. Have you? Have you got the card? Not just me then. Nancy's lost her school skirt. Have you got a shoe? How have you had time? And then everyone responds. It's not in my bag. It's not in my bag. I know. I've not seen it. And and, oh, but have you seen the invite to Natasha's? Oh my god! It's too much. I can't cope with it. It's giving me anxiety just thinking about it. I have to say, I've been tempted to leave it on occasion. I've left. I've left. You've left. I've left. I have left. Left. And do you know what happened? I missed out on a mum even a mum dinner. And do you know what? Jomo. <laughs> yeah. Rachel, you touched on the fact that you've become friends with your husband's friends. Yeah. And would you say that that's if you experienced something similar? Like, so your partner that you're with now have his friendship group, you know, become part of. Yes. Your social circle. Yes. Although I'm far more popular than him, so mostly he's <laughs> friends with my friends. <laughs> yeah, because my next question was, do you actually like them, his friends, or do you have to tolerate them? Because you kind of have to like your partner's friends, don't you? So it's a bonus if you genuinely like them. Yeah, you kind of do, don't you? Because you inherit them. You do. Uh, you inherit them. They come with the package. That's right. Um, but yeah, I'm really lucky with my... They're really cool and we have a laugh and so it's worked out really well yeah I also like Liam's friends <laughs> really try not to laugh here. A, a lot of Liam's friends live really far away so we don't actually get to spend a great deal of time with them Aww. but the time we do spend I do really enjoy but we don't see them super regularly gotcha. um, but again fortunately I'm very popular um, and I enforce all of my friends and family upon him and he's a good boy I love it. Um, Moving on to toxic friends. Have you ever had any toxic friends that you've had to ditch? Yes. And And why did you ditch them? I just found that more, um, the more and more we spent time together, the more I was coming away feeling negative feelings. So either stressed or upset or angry, or I, I would think, oh, I'm, I'm, it's going to be okay this time. It's just me being sensitive. Then you come away and reflect on it and think. Actually, it's not just me being sensitive. That's not okay. Um, and I don't really like confrontation. So I'll just like slowly slip away rather than have it out with someone. Um, 
So yeah, I think most people have been there. It's really <laughs> hard though, isn't it? Because it's so, there's only a few. T- you only get the sort of get out of jail card a few times, and then you're like, oh, if they keep if they don't get the message, then you're like. Mm. I think it's they awkward. give up eventually. It is awkward. Yeah. It is awkward. Nothing brings me more panic than when someone says, can we talk? Or like when someone wants to confront something, which I know is probably a much more mature way of dealing with things. But I would rather just just pretend it never happened and be very British about it and say, thanks very much. Goodbye. Yeah, but I think you get to an age where you look at the quality of your friends. And I, I agree with you. And unless somebody's bringing something positive into your yeah. life, there's nothing wrong in moving away from that individual if you need to. But I definitely, I'd say for most of my adult life was more like you in terms of, I didn't like the confrontation. But I have to say, the last couple of years, I found myself braver and, and, and able to actually articulate to somebody if they've done something that's upset me. Because in a way, that's a healing way for me to let let it go Mm. because I feel like if I don't say anything and I hold on to it I'm carrying that toxicity around with me yeah I mean it's harder it's hard depending on how friendly you are with them or what your Mm. relationship is yeah Um, and whether it's worth continuing to invest in that friendship yeah and how you deal with it whether you are honest with them or whether you know depends how close you have been or what your relationship's been So, so have you ever had to let go of a toxic friend has that ever happened to you um Do you know what? I think because of, I got into S Club quite young. So I got into the band quite young and that kind of took me off on a whole sort of other path. And the friends, the few friends that I had that are my like friends that I have now have always been in my life and always will be, you know. Um, So I think that's why my social group got smaller because I've got my best friends that I've had since I was Mm. really young. Nice. Um, And... That just took me, I mean, I was just off the whole time. We were away or... Um, How old were you when you first joined the band? 19. So that was a big chunk of my life, kind of... I mean, we were all over the place, so... Yeah. Um, so you do miss that element of... I mean, you would have had the same thing, really, wouldn't you? Absolutely. That social thing that you miss. I mean, I couldn't go to friends' weddings or, you know, you do miss that. Yeah, you do. And um, in a way, once you kind of come out of the craziness of being in a band and being away from friends and family for a long time, you have to sort of work on those relationships again and like reconnect with exactly. people. But a bit like you, you know, my friends are the same friends I've had from school, you mm. know, and I think they're the friends that know you yeah, truly. And have always been there. And, and, and they're the kind of friends, that that's what I mean. So you can have disagreements or things happen, but you've invested your pretty much your whole life into that friendship. Yeah. So they're the, the friendships that are probably worth... Um, working on and nurturing whereas you get what I call new friends that kind of come and go in your life at you know different stages yeah and um, they don't always stick around for whatever the reason do you find you have like levels of friends so for me I have my closest friends who I know will be there through thick and thin and also they're not interested in the sort of the perks of my job that they're they're not in it for that they're just there because they're great friends and those are the ones that you would always treasure and make sure work but then I have like your middle layer of friends that you think (laughs) eh (laughs) take it or leave it and then you have like friends who are people that you see at things like the nice school mums that you probably don't hang out Mm. with you're like hello but it's those middle ones that I think I I don't always fight for those friendships I mean you can't you, you know, there's there's not enough time to to see everyone. I mean, I could and, count true friends on one hand, oh, and I'd too. rather have a small number of true friends yes, than a large number of fake friends. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Changing it up a little bit, <laughs> uh, moving away from girlfriends. Do you think that you can be friends with an ex? I think you can be, but I am not. 
So I can't speak from personal experience. Um, I think, I don't know what that friendship would be. I'm with you. Like, I know people that are, but I don't know if I could be. Mm. And I don't know if I'd be okay with my partner being friends with Mm. his ex. Yeah. But if you don't like your friend's partner, should you tell them? Oh, it's such a dicey one, isn't it? Because I've I've made that mistake before when they've had a fallout and then I've said, I never liked him anyway. And then I've said it all. But then they get back together oh. and you're like, oh, I wish I could just swallow up my words. I think so many people have been in that situation yes. before. It comes back to bite you. Yeah, it's happened it to me too. What about you, Rach? Um, do you know what? I don't. I actually don't think I've been in that situation because the messy breakup has happened and then mm. I'm like great I'm out of it I don't have to set do you know what I mean it just kind of ran its course so I've not really been in that it's situation. a really tricky one isn't it because I have had a friend that was with somebody that I didn't particularly like and I waited till they'd broken up before I told her and she was like well, why didn't you just say and I said well because in that moment you were in a blissful mm. state of happiness and it wasn't like he was a nasty person I just didn't particularly like him yeah <laughs> I don't think awful, you can ever it? say it's yeah. a bit you like can't when, tell and them. also these relationships that we all have that are not great for us you kind of have to go through your own yeah sort of journey exactly to them to discover a a real sort of learning I think your relationships that you go through in your life are are such learning experiences I agree what you don't want or what you do want rather yeah and the only time I've ever piped up and said something is if I've heard or seen something that is quite bad or detrimental to my friend and then I will tell them and I have done that and that's even come back to bite me before that's so difficult but that's the only time I will say something because the way I treat it in that moment is if it was the other way around what would I want and I would always want someone to tell me if they knew something about Mm. my partner but it's that thing as well of um wait till you're asked with that you can't it's hard to give an opinion do you know what I mean without you know you've got to kind of be asked it's is a difficult one. Yeah. It's a tricky one, like you said, because I've been in a relationship where my friends didn't like him. And I, I agree that if something very serious is happening, mm. uh, like sort of cheating or abuse or anything like that, you exactly. should step in. That's exactly. the right thing to do. But they just didn't like the cut of his jib. Right, that's different. Yeah. And I was really upset. I was like, what do you mean you don't like him? It's, he makes me happy. And then it turned <laughs> out that uh, he did dump me because he said I wasn't very adventurous. <laughs> I am very what? adventurous. I had just been to on holiday. That was and that was adventurous. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but well, I've had, I mean, I had just been to New York, and that's adventurous. Anyway, but he said I wasn't adventurous. So anyway, and then all my friends were right, and I. But at the time, I didn't appreciate it. It was a very adventurous holiday. Yeah, I'm with you. I think if it's they just don't like him for the sake of liking him, maybe keep that to yourself if your friend's happy. But if it's something more serious, cheating, abuse, whatever, then I think we have a responsibility as friends to tell our friends. Totally. Yeah. Right. So we're all at a stage now where some people are having babies, like we all have, and others aren't. Are you still as close to friends that haven't settled down and had a family or has family life? you know, separated your friendship a little bit? I would say, yes, de- I mean, definitely. I think it just happens, doesn't it? Um, so I have a, a friend who I've grown up with who is a very close friend, but we cannot see each other for ages and then we'll go out for dinner and we'll literally pick up where we left off. And it's it's that closeness and that foundation that we've had from when we were younger. 
but we wouldn't speak like we regularly or because our lives mm. are so different right and I think she's single and she's going out and you know which she's got to do and that's it's, a, it's just a different you know different path, path. Yeah. yeah what about you Louise um I I am still friends with all my friends that don't have children um I really enjoy it because you can have a different kind of friendship with them. Um, I'll find someone to look after my children and then we get to go and sort of like have a taste of my old life again. I'm like, this is great. Um, And when you have friends with children, it's often that, where should we go that will suit the children? Where can we go where they can play, etc. But I did find that it was very hard at the beginning because I was the first in my friendship group to have a baby. I was 25 when I had Darcy and none of my friends were at that life stage. And all of a sudden... I had such FOMO because they were all still going out and living their best lives um, and being like in their early and mid 20s. And I was at home with a baby. So that was really difficult. But I found that actually those friendships that kind of maybe weakened over that time are now strengthening again because a lot of those people are now having children themselves. And now we're kind of back on level playing field Mm. and it's actually really lovely I feel like I'm having a second wave of a lot of my friendships that's so nice now that we're in like our early 30s and and I've just had a baby as well so it's like doing it all again it's really really nice that's really really nice I was one of the last to have a baby in my friendship group but it it was okay because whilst they were raising their children I was kind of off working and so I didn't really feel like oh none of my my, none of my friends want to come out and socialise I didn't feel like I was missing out but then once I then decided to have a baby and all my friends children are pretty much growing up I sort of then felt alone doing it because mm. it's quite nice isn't it when you can share that experience with someone oh. yeah so like most of my friends children uh, were like 10 11 yeah I think you, you know. so need that when you've had a baby absolutely to have that those are the mums who are going through exactly the same thing yeah. as you I mean when I had Amelie you know you just need to, I mean I lived off mum advice and mum tips and we all would share with you know not that I had loads of mums at the same time going you know but just mum advice you know you and sharing what you're going through and I was one of the later ones to have kids and I I do remember phone conversations changed I don't know if you found that when you were trying to have a conversation with a friend and they had their kids in the back of the car (laughs) and I wasn't a mum yet so I didn't get it whereas now you literally cannot have a conversation with your kids in the car (laughs) you learn code very well don't you everything is in code but I remember trying to have a conversation and it'd be like mummy you know so I think that's why social media is so good now for mums. Um, not that I'm like trying to plug my own thing, but that's I totally how I got agree. into it because um, I didn't really have any mum friends when I had Darcy because I had just moved down to Northampton and none of my friends were having babies and it was just a, a very lonely time. And also after Darcy, I suffered from PTSD and was really down. And, and I think that when you've just had a new baby and you feel down as it is, it's really, really hard to get yourself out there. It's hard work to get out the door anyway when you've got a baby and all the gubbins. So for me, that was when social media was just coming into its own, sort of 2011, 2012. And that's where I connected with mums on there. And that's how all of my stuff has happened. Wow. Um, So I would just say to any mums that are listening that thinking, oh, you're right, mum friends are so important, but I don't have any. You know, there is space for you online. There's lots of mums out there that you can reach out to as well. It's so nice. nice. So I follow um, bloggers and people like that and who are mums. And I I think to myself, I wish I had that when I was a new mum. What do you miss most about responsibility free days with your friends now that you are mums? Lions. (laughs) Lions. 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 Oh my God. Don't you find the pressure when you've got that one to say my kids are staying out with my parents or whatever? 
and you've got the pressure of a lion. Do you ever do you ever feel the pressure of a lion? I feel like my body clock has changed that's, now. That's so what I mean. so if, if you wake up at seven o'clock, you're like, oh my god, I've got a lion today, and I'm not taking yes. advantage of my lion. Yeah, even if a zoo is not there, it's like my body is waking up for the school run anyway. I know they've done <laughs> us in. That's it. Yes. And also, sometimes this is what I miss. So even if you have a babysitter to go out and you've had a couple of glasses of wine, you think, well, I can't have any more because it's not worth the hangover tomorrow. <laughs> oh, it's just it's not really worth not. it. I know. It's not worth it. I know. But I think I, I, I miss, you know, being spontaneous. You, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like where before when you didn't have children and whatever you wanted to do in that moment, you could just yeah. do it. Whereas now there's always that train of thought right and you have to plan so much more don't you yeah so yeah I miss that that freedom. just being able to walk out the door and go for a bite to eat or just anything yeah. so to finish ladies if you were an alcoholic beverage what would you be and why oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> is it what Random. you like or what your per, your, per, your personality I'm glad you your asked that yeah your because personality. I like a porn star martini <laughs> but I am not anything like a you not just to clarify, just to clarify, she's not a porn star, everyone. <laughs> I'm the least... I just go with it. That's brilliant. I am go the least it. porn star woman <laughs> That's why it's you've funny ever one. met in your life. <laughs> That's me, Louise Pentland, porn star so martini. So you enjoy drinking a porn star martini, but yes. if, what, which alcoholic beverage would describe your personality? I'm going to say a strawberry daiquiri. Oh, that's good. Because... Mm. Because I'm very sweet and I love pink. <laughs> I love that. It's a good one. What about you, Rachel? Um, I would be um, a mojito. Oh, nice. Yeah. Classic. Classic. Fresh. Refresh. Yes, refreshing yeah. with a little bit of a kick. I like that. Oh, nice. I think I'd go for a rum punch because rum's got a kick to it. Yeah. It's quite tropical and colourful yeah. Yeah. and occasionally sweet. Yeah. <laughs> But let's stop talking about alcohol because I can't drink any for a very long time and I don't want to sit here dreaming about a glass of wine. (laughs) That's unfortunately all we've got time for today. But thank you so much to Rachel and Louise for joining me. I hope you enjoyed it, ladies. Brilliant. Thank you. So good to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for tuning in to Where It's At. We'd love for you to hit subscribe and join us for our next episode, The Greatest Love of All, where I'll be back with the ever-stylish Natalie Lee and Jodie Kidd as we chat all things self-love. What's the worst excuse you've used to get out of plans? Tell us by tagging at Stitch Fix UK and hashtag Where It's At on Instagram. And if you've got a big night out planned and are in need of a fabulous feel-good outfit... Don't forget to book your next fix at stitchfix.co.uk. 